0: Welcome back to the thirteenth episode of, of Muggles and Mudbloods, a podcast where I, Tavi Whitman, together with
1: well,
0: discuss the Harry Potter books, this time around, the Philosopher's Stone, from a Muggle or Muggle-born perspective, which is gonna be a, a well, you're here, so it's a lot of fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome last week we had a special episode about quidditch i hope you all enjoyed that we have not recorded that one yet so we hope it's good otherwise (laughs) we are so sorry
1: yeah i mean i mean it can't we can't go wrong with quidditch and someone who's an expert on that really
0: oh yeah exactly
1: just putting it out there casually
0: yeah exactly (laughs) so this week we are talking about chapter 13 12 episode 13. sorry
1: Don't Harry Potter them.
0: and the Philosopher Stone. And it is the Mirror of Erised chapter. And as usual, you would assume that we'd be talking about the Mirror of Erised, and we are
1: not! Surprisingly. I was shocked, to be fair. <laughs>
0: yeah, me, me too. But we kind of got into something else here that we, we thought would be a fun subject, and you'll all have to wait and see what that is in a little bit. Until then... Mona, is the timer ready?
1: Of course, I had it ready a long time ago. I'm, I'm just waiting for you to fail one of the times at least.
0: God damn it! Um, that's very mean of you, but also not at all unwarranted.
1: Three, two, one.
0: Harry Potter wakes up. It's Christmas, Christmas, or not Christmas yet? He has potions. He has a potions class. Malfoy is bullying him. He meets Hagrid on the way out. Hagrid is carrying a big Christmas tree. That is great. Um, then they, um, wake up first in the morning, Gets gifts. Oh my God, it's the first time ever. He gets an invisibility cloak. He has a great day celebrating with the we- Weasley family. Never give the cloak to the Weasley twins. They come back. He dresses up and goes and finds a book and finds a mirror of said, Damn it. And I, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I got, there's too much there to,
1: whoo. That was um, close enough, but you didn't mention the important stuff.
0: The middle of it, said, I know. I exactly,
1: know. it's okay. I, yeah. I
0: got this. Yeah, I got distracted a little bit by by Hagrid carrying a tree. Okay, that's a point of irritation for me. Why are you, like, sure, like if any, anybody's gonna carry the the tree, Hagrid is your guy. But fit, we could just levitate it.
1: Oh yeah, like. why
0: like I know this is like the larger thing in the muggle world like make the really massive guy with lots of muscles carry the big heavy shit while you make Flitwick do the small stuff
1: yeah maybe they're trying to bring in like you know some muggle world habits into like the wizarding world that would make sense great for us unnecessary
0: but great for us
1: true But yeah, I didn't think about that. At first I was like, huh, why Hagrid? But then the fact that he could have used magic just like how they prepared the hall with magic. They can do the same thing with the Christmas trees.
0: Yeah. It's also a point of irritation for me that, you know, because Hagrid got expelled, he couldn't use magic anymore. That's a bit of a overreaction. I don't think stripping somebody of the right to use magic is something that, that should be within the Ministry of Magic's purview, especially considering their extremely questionable jurisprudence and their false or wrongful convictions a la Sirius Black or basically everyone else. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, you shouldn't be stripping people the right to use magic. It's bad ministry.
1: But he kind of still does use his magic.
0: Oh, he does. He definitely does. Which is a bit of an issue considering the fact (laughs) that, like, they should have been able to detect that on Harry Potter when they, like, fled from... The island in the middle of the ocean, when he first came and got Harry. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. But, but do, do you think he, the Wizarding World has eyes everywhere?
0: They have a enchantment tracker on all underage witches and wizards to make sure that they do not use magic.
1: Yeah, but it was Harry.
0: magic in their presence. Oh, the okay. Thing.
1: Okay. So then that makes they rely sense.
0: on parents to enforce it at home during the off time, not school mm-hmm. year, but muggle-born students can't use magic at all, which is unfair mm-hmm. when it comes to their development of witches and wizards, to be fair, it is an extremely unfair advantage for wizard-born students,
1: mm-hmm.
0: boob in the street. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and there is my rant of the day.
1: Are, are you sure? No, yeah. I'm not no. sure. We haven't even started. <laughs>
0: Like this is like this is worse than like for students like in high school or such like taking a summer break and losing you know a month of education because they didn't study. This is the interesting: you can't study even if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, but this that's that's for underaged wizards and witches, right? Or yeah, is it just? But
0: that's when you go to school. You're underage when you go to school. Like it's the fuck is wrong with you? Um, All right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> this week we are talking about holidays this is the christmas episode so merry christmas to all of you who are listening to this podcast during christmas time
1: in like a few months not even Ex-
0: exactly so hopefully this is you we have listeners then as well
1: oh my days uh, merry christmas
0: you- and happy halloween and happy easter as well
1: <laughs> and happy new years you know
0: that too and happy <laughs> fourth of july and first of july to all the canadians that are in this, this podcast
1: and happy thanksgiving and happy birthday
0: and canadian thanksgiving
1: oh my god you you canadians with like different holidays okay okay l- l- let's go holidays. let's go back to the book we're going off tangents right now
0: <laughs> we are <laughs> so one thing i love with this is the fact that the theory that we were talking about earlier about wizard chess actually plays out here
1: i know i was like huh this seems really funny harry and it's ron like...
0: are playing chess yeah and harry's pieces are talking back and questioning his moves saying oh. look at that horse that horse is going to kill me send him instead
1: i would be terrified if like a, a random piece of chess would like start talking to me and i'm like um what's happening help you guys but then they they would know if the move is right or not
0: yeah but like that like he got a new chess set now he was the boring sheamus finnegan set before does that mean that like older chess sets are better chess sets because they have more like l- in like learned knowledge of the game itself so like even if like there's two equal players, the chess that they're playing with itself also makes a difference because like, if your pieces are pieces are older, they know more, which means that they can advise you on your moves.
1: Yeah, obviously, like the the the, the older the set is, the better it is. But then if you get a new set and then you start playing it, it'll like develop, it, it, like will know its owner and like the moves and everything. So that yeah. would work well.
0: Yeah, so like you, you can inherit like it. chess grandmaster set and be good at chess because the chess pieces will know what they're doing
1: oh that would be amazing like you know (laughs) receiving a a chess set from like the world champion in chess and then it's like yeah it was our chess story yeah that that would be pretty entertaining and then like people would be like what the hell is happening how does that person know how to play chess yeah
0: it's a it's a bit odd but you know think it holds up,
1: <laughs> you know,
0: if you get a rising here. Yeah. Um, so one other thing that I, that I kind of got puzzled by here in this chapter is Hermione sending Harry a packet of chocolate frogs.
1: Yeah. Didn't they have chocolate frogs when they first came out on the train?
0: Yeah. They, well, she didn't really stay with them, but yes. Yeah. My question is, If they are both muggle borns, why is Hermione sending him something he can get in the muggle world and not a muggle care package? Oh, yeah. Things like in the muggle world that he can't get. Like things that, you know, like for me, if I was there, I would love to have some comfort food.
1: Mm -hmm. Like just those little things that, like, from the
0: muggle world to keep you, like, you know, bring back a feeling of home. Yeah. Obviously Harry doesn't like his home very much, but anyway
1: yeah but but also at the same time, she did give um Ron something that is wizard related it wasn't like muggle really
0: yeah so I think like you know what would be like a wizard like a muggle parents' care package for for a- wh- wh- like a muggle born student like what would you what would you put in there
1: i I would have Marmite. English breakfast, oh, short bread.
0: I'm thinking that these things can be made. I think we're thinking of, like things that like can't actually like need like specific products that have to be bought that can be like a bit more harder to find in the wizarding world because they're not interacting with the same economy.
1: Like what? I can't think of anything on top of my head.
0: So there's a company in Sweden that went out of business a couple years, a while back because they didn't modernize. They're called Fawcett. They made mechanical calculators. What the fuck? Yeah. A mechanical calculator. Basically, it's a machine that does the same job as a, as a calculator on your phone or, you know, in your PI 84, whatever, whatever it is, right? Uh-huh. Imagine how valuable that would be in the Harry Potter world to have, like, a mechanical calculator. Right. It'd just be one of, the, one of those things that, you know, you'd, you'd value. Like, it's, it's important to you to have this item because it helps.
1: Yeah. But but there must be a spell or something that they can do, and I will solve the math equation for them.
0: True. But that mean you have to know the spell first.
1: Yeah. um, There are books with spells and everything. It's easy to find.
0: Yeah. Oh, we should do a spell ranking uh, episode.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. But I would need to first look up the spells. New special coming,
0: about. guys. <laughs> In a few weeks, maybe. We'll see.
1: Yeah,
0: we're gonna do it. Like this is, this, we are gonna do this. This, this. this this sounds awesome, but later. So into the main subjects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dump, 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 dump. Holidays. Yay. So witches and wizards are obviously existing in a different um, kind of social cultural environment. They do. They have different major characters. Obviously the. Witches and wizards in England might or might not recognize Guy Fawkes Day, for example. You know, remember, oh remember god. the fifth of November, the Gunpowder powder Plot. I know of no reason why the Gunpowder Feas should ever be forgot.
1: <laughs> I'm just casually shaking my head here because you're you're like reciting the whole thing. Oh like, yeah. Oh god.
0: Should I recite the V for Vendetta rant as well? No, no,
1: no, no, no. We're good. We're good. But my theory is is that. Like Hogwarts is trying to bring a little bit of home to everybody, like whoever doesn't have the chance to go back home and celebrate Christmas mm. in the muggle world they're bringing Christmas to Hogwarts
0: but why are they celebrating Christmas from the beginning?
1: Yeah, but they've also celebrated Halloween
0: and why are they doing that?
1: Why not?
0: Well, because they're not exist- like they're not acting on the same kind of um social backgrounds cultural backgrounds that's was wiz- as muggles have like the only explanation for this is that you have some slowly but surely the muggle um re- habits or muggle celebrations filter into the wizarding world over time over centuries um i don't see how like you could have an active like religion kind of aspect to the wizarding world because you know Jesus was just a wizard that was disregarding (laughs) um any principles of being a secret.
1: Okay. I I do have I do have one thing to say that might be teeny tiny bit controversial. I'm sorry guys. Go ahead. But it's like, you know, some people celebrate Christmas for the sake of Christmas. They don't celebrate it because um they're that religious or something similar to that. So like oh yeah like, I, I do that, for example, me, my sister, my family, we all celebrate Christmas for the sake of Christmas and getting gifts and food and everything. But I'm not Christian at the same time, and that's okay.
0: What? You're not? I'm not. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh
1: dun,
0: Heads up, guys. <laughs> Mona is?
1: Muslim, Muslim. yeah. Muslim. hmm
0: Ask a lot of people from Iraq are.
1: Um... <laughs> I don't even know what to say.
0: I'm sorry. It's accurate.
1: I mean, it is, but I am Swedish. I'm not Iraqi.
0: True, but like ethnic background does play a factor here, right? Yes. Like Anywho. most Swedes aren't Muslims, unless you ask the Swedish Democrats, in which case, like, there's too many, and um,
1: you know, <laughs> we're going a off a of Here.
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: so, back to holidays. Like I, I like. Great, like Easter and Halloween and Christmas are fun, but why, like, I don't really, like, I don't see the importance, like, other than conforming to Muggle um, traditions. I think that's really the explanation there, is that you have slowly, slowly during the years, certain Muggle cultural norms filtering in. These, mm-hmm. Some of these things would have been celebrated before the, um, the International Statute of Secrecy was signed.
1: Oh God! I don't know what that is, or what you're trying to say.
0: The answer to my question and this entire section <laughs> is, as usual,
1: 1692. Oh my God! But oh.
0: <laughs> hey, it is—it's it's 1692. That's I, the reason you have—you might must have had some form of Christmas celebrations. Prior to that, obviously you did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You would have an All Hallows Eve, so you might have like a more pagan or more 17th century celebration of these things, of mm-hmm. Christmas, of Halloween. But see, seeing that the Wizarding World, to to a lo- large extent, does exist in a bit of a time capsule them being there is not exactly unexpected okay 1692
1: i swear you mentioned 1692 in every single freaking episode so far
0: i have not yes you have i have not i will deny this fact and i will check
1: listeners you can help me out on this one. He has mentioned 1692 in almost every single episode. <laughs> it may I've be... mentioned
0: a lot, but not every one, okay?
1: okay. May- maybe in like one or two episodes you haven't, but most of them you have because that's your answer to everything.
0: It is the answer to everything. <laughs> it's the Wizarding Answer to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy's 42.
1: Oh, my God. I still and... have to finish that book. And Mona... Yeah.
0: 1692 is a greater number than 42. It's bigger.
1: I'm I'm like shaking my head right now. It's dark in my room. You can't see, but I am.
0: And I am enjoying this way more than I should be.
1: Oh my Lord.
0: (laughs) Okay. What else should we talk about in this chapter?
1: Okay. Okay. And I need to say one of my favorite moments in this chapter was, um, when Hagrid is supposedly drunk off a of wine and he kisses McGonagall's cheek and she giggles like a middle school kid.
0: Yeah, be, that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, like, that is amazing.
0: Honestly, McGonagall is a fantastic character and she is, she is just a, she is a football hooligan in wizard form.
1: Yeah, we need a little McGonagall in our lives.
0: Yeah, um, we, we all need a bit of McGonagall in our lives. She, mm-hmm. she is the greatest witch of her age.
1: Oh, she is. She,
0: she is. Indeed. McGur- Minerva McBadass McGonagall. <laughs> is, yeah, she is, she is, well, we did like a, we talked about her for like half an episode in Rogue yeah. Bagpipes, so. Yeah, exactly. We obviously do like her. We love her. We love her. She is amazing. Yeah hmm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one, one more thing. Um Invisibility Close.
1: Yeah. Harry
0: gets the first his first gift that has a connection to his father.
1: That gave me goosebumps when I read it. I
0: love that. I love that so much. But also the fact that this is a deathly hollow. It's gonna connect to the rest of the books. It's playing a massive <clears throat> it's playing a massive part in Harry's success over the years.
1: Mm-hmm. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. Okay, but good.
0: I wanna throw something out here and say what would happen if Fred like if Harry hadn't hidden that thing away when Fred and George came in.
1: Oh my lord. It would have caused chaos. Like literal chaos chaos.
0: Like imagine that like Fred and George like bored every now and then to just like wreak havoc in the school.
1: To be fair, it would be entertaining.
0: Like in the Order of the Phoenix, like the the Weezy twins just bore bore with it and like stop start throwing their portable pawn like swamps around while <laughs> invisible, like just causing havoc for Umbridge.
1: Gotta love the twins, you know.
0: The twins are the best.
1: Okay, do you want to know a fun fact that I I didn't realize that Dumbledore gifted him the invisible cloak until at the end. I was like, wait. That means it's probably Dumbledore because he managed to find Harry in that empty classroom.
0: Yeah, 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 and he wanted a pair of socks.
1: I know, poor guy.
0: But also, socks are like an amazing gift when you think about like socks and like nice underwear.
1: Yeah, yeah, please. We, we appreciate those things once we're like adults, like quote unquote adults.
0: Oh my god! If we ever do merch in this podcast.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: Socks and underwear.
1: <laughs> the socks that I have. Hashtag Primark is the best. <laughs>
0: like, I'm a little bit afraid of like sorting hat symbols on socks will look like shit. Literally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh no. Looks like shit.
0: But, <laughs> but, oh, yes, please. <laughs> if I can get like Harry. Guys, if you make us big enough, if you help us out, if you like. Make this pot- help this podcast grow. We will make sure that for the first like 100 Patreons, if you sign up, we are gonna get you socks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: I have friends at Happy Socks.
1: <gasps> no way,
0: which means we can make this shit happen.
1: Oh my god, and not and... like
0: shitty, crappy, like Chinese quality, really good quality socks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You hear that, people? Really good. Quality socks and underwear.
1: <laughs> that was like low key ASMR, but <laughs> 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 okay, okay. I have I have two things to say. Okay. One, if we do an episode of like you know talking about our merch and merch and everything, we know someone who's got like thousands—not thousands, thousands—but thousands, quite a lot of Harry Potter merch. And who is that? Tamara.
0: Tamara, who will be on the podcast at some point as well.
1: Uh-huh. Second of all, um, I'm judging Dumbledore's um clothing, like his choice of clothes, because he was wearing a flowered bonnet during during like the Christmas dinner. And I'm like, um, seriously? Yeah. No, I, it's a massive,
0: everything. massive shift from Fantastic Beasts, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. But that is accepted because he is the principal spokesperson. Of the Fart Association.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, the Fart Association. Fresh
0: air refreshes totally.
1: So it basically means he's free to wear whatever he wants,
0: really. He is Dumbledore. He's free to do whatever he wants anyway. Mm. It's not just clothing, but you've got to give it to him. Dumbledore's gut style.
1: Does he, though? Does he really?
0: I'm sorry, but those are the words of Kingsley Shacklesbold. So if you want to question a former minister of magic, you do so, but you are wrong.
1: Um, try me. I'm going to prove you that I'm not wrong. Actually, I don't know how. I need to <laughs> do research.
0: <laughs> you do. And you have studied research methods in political science, so you do have uh, to do that.
1: Dude, I'm traumatized from research methods, okay? Don't don't get me started. <laughs>
0: Anyway, now that I have traumatized Mona, Mm -hmm. I think it's time to round off the podcast. So, yeah.
1: Ending the the podcast with me traumatized, like, really? Seriously?
0: Yeah. Or do you have anything else you want to add (laughs) to the podcast before we we round off for this this chapter?
1: Uh, Nah, I think I'm good.
0: Fantastic. Well, then we have the next chapter coming up on... Yeah, well, next week, obviously, and that chapter is called Nicholas Fomel.
1: Oh man, you beat me to it.
0: Boom, boom, boom! Come check that out. We only have a few chapters left in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and then we'll be doing a little quick break and heading over to season two, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the one where they didn't have to change the fucking name. <laughs>
1: Wait, where the where the names changed?
0: Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Oh, that! Oh, I yeah. thought it was something else.
0: No, you didn't. Oh, okay. Well, we should talk about the interesting translations when it comes to like um, baguette being worn in French. Seriously. It is. Yeah.
1: Uh oh. Uh, okay. Really it questionable. It's it's really questionable.
0: And we have Tom Elvis Riddle somewhere as well.
1: (laughs) No way. Hey,
0: um, if you want to be just Lord Voldemort, um, you have to change the letters to make it um, possible. Mm -hmm.
1: True, true. Yeah.
0: And with that, this of Mugs and Mudbloods 13th episode is rounding off. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, leave us a review. It helps us so much. And of course, if you want us to discuss anything at all next chapter, please do let us know in the comments, in Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. We would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Bye. Bye.